This is what we scrounge up from breakfast with JB on 92.9. I can't believe this. It's a day of mourning for the comedy world. They're saying that the 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 knock knock joke could be gone. Apparently millennials, 20% of millennials don't understand it. Cuz they don't they don't go and visit anyone. They don't do the knock knock, you know. <laughs> is that cuz of covid or There is no knock knock on Insta. You just no... <laughs> slide straight in. <laughs> I don't see too many DMs. TikToks with uh, knock <laughs> knock knocks. Yeah. Could that be a new thing? Sort of TikTok knock knock. A knock knock joke on TikTok, but it's like just you. And you go knock knock, and then you're on the other side of the door, it's you as well. <laughs> um, I've got some good ones. Knock knock jokes. Okay, go. Um, go for it. it look, this is just to refresh your memory as to what a good, what a knock knock joke is. If you, right. if you are one of those 20% of the millennials that don't get them, all right, gather around the wireless and let, <laughs> let Uncle Jared, you know, educate you. Because they're classic. Creepy. We all love them. Yeah, yeah. Um, Knock, knock. Who's there? Cash. Cash who? No thanks, I'm allergic to nuts. Uh. (laughs) Ah. Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know where that was going. Um, David Arnold, um, from Prospective Global, I don't know who, they're a survey company, I dare say. Sounds like one. He said the knock-knock joke is a classic part of English heritage. However funny or unfunny they may be, they still have the ability to put a much-needed smile on our faces. Uh, they've actually, this is true, they reckon the knock-knock joke originated from Shakespeare. Uh, apparently, it, it first appeared in Macbeth in 1606. I didn't really, I remember reading... You mean there's actually some, some depth to this joke, these jokes, <laughs> the origin of these jokes? yeah. They're not just immature humour from the 1910s. No, they're Shakespearean. It's not just what my brother did to annoy me every single day. <laughs> did he like dishing them out, did he? Did he no, like the knock-knock joke? He used to do them, I feel like, car rides, like long car rides, just in the back seat. He'd be like, knock-knock, and I'd say, who's there? And then it would always be like something really lame. Yeah, or made annoying. no sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they weren't, like, he'd try to make up original ones, but they just were no good. <laughs> so why is it? doctor now not a comedian <laughs> exactly um in saying that and look I, I was a bit unfair on the millennials before i really was so my apologies um 75 percent of all ages so everyone they asked everyone you know your mm. brother me you mom dad dunny um mom dad 75 percent of all ages agreed that they are now very old-fashioned and not funny yeah, I mean, I haven't heard anyone in a while. No, that's because I got to. We yeah. need we they need some new ones. Yeah, they do. Like they need to be updated. Yeah. Like, maybe some... instead of knock knock, you could be like, pew pew. You know, like what's the what's the what's the noise you get when someone's like messaging you on Messenger or something? You know, just bring. I don't know who's got doors anymore. Exactly. Honestly, so there's who no knocks? Bing, and then you say. Oh, what's the message preview? <laughs> Not going to answer until I get a message preview. <laughs> JB for breakfast. This is what we scrounge up from breakfast with JB on 92.9. Get amongst the discussion on our Instagram page right now. I think I'm still looking through the safe. I think we got the MySpace passwords up there somewhere as well. 
from like 2007. So I'll try and find them up there. Surely um, someone's called Tom and said, hey, this yeah. is your moment. Exactly. Jump on in. Yeah. We can make a top eight up again. You know, Ooh. maybe if you get to our like our, our top person on Facebook, our top friend, you win a prize. You yeah. Know? The do more you, commenting you do, the that's the way in. Our to fe- top eight. Feature song. You know how they used to have the yes. song on the MySpace page? We could do a feature song of the week, vary mm. it up there. See? Look at all these fantastic ideas with MySpace, hey? We can all learn HTML coding again. So you can <laughs> make your own, you know, flashy fonts up on there. and Have your pink sparkles in the background. Design it how you want. I remember everyone hated that with Facebook when it first came out because Zuckerberg was like, you will, everyone will look how I want it to look. You will yeah. fit into my yeah. round hole. And it was like, but we, but MySpace, we could make it look how we wanted. We could personalise it. And yeah. Zucks is like, nah. And you know what? We all got used to that, didn't we? Mm. Hey? Sad. We lost our creativity. We have, but we got some creative creativity back in the kitchen. We do. With food hacks. This is incredible. Jack Howard, you probably see him on the small screen on Prime 7 used to work here, he posted on the weekend he was making pasta sauce and he's got a Jats cracker, right, and he's dipped it in the pasta sauce to taste test it. And he said, am I the only one that uses a Jats cracker to taste test pasta sauce? Visionary right there. It's incredible. Absolutely insane. Yes, Jack, you're the only one that uses a Jats cracker to taste test pasta sauce, but it's... But not now. Not now. Everybody knows. No. You started a trend. It's Jack's Jats cracker food hack. Wow. That's a lot to say. I'm going to leave it with you. We'll work on that one. Have you got a food hack in the kitchen? I mean... I think so. I feel like other people would probably do this, though. But if I'm pitting olives, Mm. so obviously they're cheaper if you buy them with the pit still in there. And um, I'm a savvy shopper, so cheaper equals better. Anyway, if you're pitting them, you can take out the olives that you want. Don't put the jar back in the fridge yet or wherever you keep it. Use the bottom of the jar to squish them. Oh, right. And then the pits just come out, like, immediately. It's super easy and quick. That was a notification on Facebook, obviously not from our page. Apologies about that because our page doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. I like that. That's fantastic. So you put the, so you get the olive, yep. put it on the bench, get yep. the, the bottom of the jar, That's not the it. lid, bottom of the jar, Fun. and, and the, it squishes it. and the Just the, flattens it and yeah. then the, the pip just slides out. So easy. I like that. Mm. That's very good. And just quickly, sorry to put you on the spot, you also had a food hack uh, with pasta too from a couple of weeks ago because I mentioned how it gets all gluggy and congealed ah, in the yes. in the colonna, the strainer. This is Italian Nonna 101. Yeah, I love it. Basically, while you're waiting for the rest of the sauce to finish off, if you kind of do your pasta a bit earlier, yeah. you drain it, put it back in the pan and then just put like, you know, a little bit of butter or a teaspoon of olive oil, whichever one fancies, whichever one floats your boat. Yep. Mix it around. And How about it just, both? Uh, yeah, it might be a bit much, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, it keeps the pasta, you know, nice and fresh. It doesn't get all gluggy together and it tastes really good and then you put it in your sauce and it's... Mm, bon appetito. <laughs> Delicious. JV for breakfast. This is what we scrounge up from breakfast with JB on 92.9. So, Tony, tell us about Flowrider. 
Mm. And the debauchery in Hong Kong. So this story is definitely better when you don't know like the ending already. Yeah. But uh, I went there for a gig. It was like a, a live show for some really rich person's birthday. And we spent two weeks rehearsing. We had no idea who we were performing with. Yeah, we right. Just, like, had, it was like techno music for like the intro and then the outro of this performance. Yeah, right. Spent all this time, get to the hotel, doing the rehearsals, dressed up, you know, for our final rehearsal. I go backstage and it's like this enormous man standing in front of a door and I mean enormous like he was like a brick wall Chuck Norris yeah <laughs> and I was like whoa who are you anyway he's like stands aside from the door <laughs> and this like smaller man comes out <laughs> and I was like with all these gold chains and I was like maybe it's you and he had sunglasses on but like backstage and I was like why are you wearing sunglasses dude yeah. oh okay you're famous whatever <laughs> and uh, yeah it turns out we were dancing with Flo Rida it was Flo Rida yeah right yep. so you had no idea so all the rehearsals and like you didn't have Flo Rida's music no you had other like a techno remix yeah. thing and we just did like the before yep. he comes on yep. and then he comes on and is like hey and then we leave he does like yeah. Apple bottom jeans and yep. then we come back on. Yeah, right. Mm. Don't tell me you're a backup singer either. No, no, definitely uh, not. Uh, <laughs> and, and this was booked, a rich person booked Flo Rider. Yes. That's incredible. Yep. And they flew, he just flew in and flew out as well, like didn't stick around, nothing. It's nuts. Yep. How, do, do, how much would have that cost, like to book Flo Rider? Oh, listen, these people control the. Um, the people whose birthday was, yeah. they control the, like, import-export of oil and uh, other uh, minerals from India, so... Yeah, right, say no more. <laughs> yeah. So it was loose change for them. They just found it that weekend under the couch. Yeah. Under the, you know, uh, imperial leather Chesterfield couch. Mm. I thought, oh, we've got um, a bit of extra dough. Yeah, oh, who should we book this weekend? Because he wasn't even, like, the, the biggest name on the lineup. There was all these Bollywood stars. And, oh, right. Um, I'm pretty sure they were, like, the top-billed people. Flowrider was just, like, for the young'uns Yeah, right, in the that's crowd. incredible. And how many songs? How many songs did they book him for? He probably only performed for about 15 minutes. Yeah, okay, and yeah. And I think it was like two or three songs and a lot of him talking going, yeah, you ready? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That's crazy. Crazy how the, uh, the, the other side of life lives. Yeah. The life of luxury. You didn't get in for your birthday? No, surprisingly not. No. Save it up for the 40th, eh? <laughs> the closest I got a friend of mine booked for about five grand. You might have to ask your parents who this is. Booked Richard Clapton, no relation to Eric Clapton, for about five grand for their um, uh, wedding and then got into an argument with him after a couple of drinks because they were sure they booked him for three songs and he only did two. Oh, so, Lord. Two and a half grand a song from Richard wow. Clapton? Yeah, don't know. No relation to Eric. <laughs> JB for breakfast. This is what we scrounge up from breakfast with JB on 92.9. I am like, think of the pressure for the like courier drivers and the truckies and all of that at the moment handling the coronavirus vaccine. Like that is the most precious piece of cargo in the last 100 years, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, throw it out there, 150, 200, 300 years. Especially the Pfizer one with the, like, really needs, like, really yeah. cold refrigeration. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I saw some footage, actually, of it coming off the plane, and I thought, yeah. oh, they definitely didn't handle my suitcase like that. <laughs> no, that's right. Because it lost yeah. a wheel. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I'd love to know what other precious cargo you had to transport around the place. You know, they're, they're handling this Rona vaccine uh, with, you know, kid gloves. What have you had to do the same? I love this from Mark. He was working for a business in the early nineties. A business, Mark. Yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And he was asked <laughs> to take. He was asked to take the checks to the bank. Right. The bosses said, "Hey, Mark, need you to take the checks to the bank." Uh, Mark assumed the bag he was carrying around town for like an hour or so just had checks in it. He got to the bank. He's opened up the bag. It's full of like thousands upon thousands of dollars of cash. Oh, my God. He was like wandering around the place, probably left it on a seat somewhere. Left at the coffee shop. Left it at the coffee shop, you know. (laughs) Thought it was just, ah, you know, if we lose the check, we'll ring up and we'll cancel them. It's all good. It was literally loaded with wads of cash. Wow. Wads of fitties. wonder if that's giving us an insight into what kind of business. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What what business. Thanks, Mark, uh, on our Facebook page where you can be our Facebook of the week. You've you've had some, uh, you've travelled, you've had to handle some precious stuff, I imagine. Yeah, some weird things. I think the most weird and wonderful thing ever was a piñata. Oh, yeah. quite large. Uh, We had to go on a plane with it and it wasn't going to fit in the overhead locker and, like, there's no way you're putting, like, a paper mache item (laughs) underneath, right? Yeah. And it was for, like, a big show. So it was quite expensive and quite large. Like, not larger than a human, but uh, they just were not having it. They were like, if it doesn't fit in the overhead locker, it is not coming on board. And it was just, like, to and fro at the, like, check-in gate where we were like, well, it's got to come with us. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. And then my boss just ended up buying the piñata a plane seat. <laughs> what was what was the name of the ticket, Mr. P. Piñata? I don't know, actually. That's a really good question. I reckon he just bought it in his name and then, yeah, you know, then just... sat next to it the whole time. I love that. If you ever needed a cuddle. <laughs> JB for breakfast. This is what we scrounge up from breakfast with JB on 92.9. We are discussing your precious cargo, your stuff that you've had to transport. That's a little precious, kind of like the COVID-19 vaccine that they're transporting around the place. James on 676 How are you, mate? Hey, great. yourself? Yeah, very well, very well. You've had to transport something precious. Yeah, semi-precious, but um, funny story behind it. Um, I'm a taxi driver. Can I say what company? Yeah, sure. Yeah best company in Tamworth, and that's Tamworth Cab. Um, you can get them on 67661111. Thank you. Sure. Yeah, no dramas. That's all right. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I was sent to the airport to pick up a package, and I wasn't told what the package was, and I got there, and I, I said, look, I need to know what the package is because I don't want to be transporting anything I shouldn't be. Mm. And, you know, I don't want to be tra- transporting drugs or a body. And oh, the person of course. looked up at me, and I'm like, a body? Oh, no. And they wheeled it out, and it was roughly the size of a small body. And I said, what is it? And they said, it's a body. We just chopped the legs and the arms off. And I went, no way. And I went, yeah, yeah. And I tried to put it in the car, and I said, no way, it's going in the boot. So it was going up to the morgue up here at Tamworth Hospital. And when I got there, I don't know who it was, but somebody came out laughing themselves to death. They were just so hilarious. Apparently the airport rang him and told them how scared I was. And when they pulled it out of the boot, it was one of those um, mannequins you do testing to for life support, yeah. And I thought I had half a body working for the mafia or something. 
Ah, <laughs> oh, love it. Well done. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm not allowed to have alcohol when I drive a taxi, so I just went to um, no. Coffee Run. Here's yeah. another plug. And I had about a dozen coffees, mate. I don't blame you. Down. <laughs> I do not blame you. James, thank you so much for the call. Well worth the plug for your business. Well done. <laughs> not a problem. Thanks, mate. Jeez. JB for breakfast. This is what we scrounge up from breakfast with JB on 92.9. Steve's giving us a call. He doesn't want to play the stressors, but he's got a funny story to add to our earlier discussion in the show when we're chatting about your worst driving experience. Steve, what have you got? Uh, well, mate, it's, it's pretty basic. You know, like many years ago, my brother or my two brothers decided to drive to Manila. They're in the car driving to Manila and put about 10, 15 k down Manila. A rock has hit the windscreen and broke the windscreen. So when they got to their grandmother's place, they knocked all the glass out of the way, cleaned it all up and put some really nice plastic over the front of the car, decided that they wanted to go home, which was OK to drive with the plastic. Just out of a tongue at Tamworth side, and it started to rain, and my brother, being very quick-witted, put the windscreen wipers on. <laughs> <laughs> That's superb. Bye bye, bye. Yeah, no, that didn't end well at all. No. <laughs> oh, Steve, love it. And you you survived to tell the tale to this day. Oh, that's... Uh, that's- that's still funny to this day, mate. I've never, I've never, no, I've never heard of anybody doing that again. No. No, I'm sure that keeps getting told at his birthday party ever since, I'm sure. Oh, mate. <laughs> yeah, it comes out occasionally, so. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Steve, thank you so much for the call. Cheers. That's all right, not a problem. JV for breakfast.